The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. New Zealand's premier documentary film festival. We three kings of Leicester Square, selling ladies' underwear. How fantastic, no elastic, not very safe to wear. That's a rare piece of beauty from Max Cryer and one of the uh, very hard-to-find albums that he released, I think it was uh, in about 1971, uh, Playground Songs. Uh, it's full of filthy lyrics and, and it was banned, so very much sought after. I must see if Grant Smithies has got himself one. Very good evening to you all to the Sunday edition of the Weekend Variety Wireless. If you're listening on the podcast, we've got it fixed. If you're not, we haven't, and you're listening to it live. <laughs> uh, we've had some problems. There's something stuck in the intertube. They've got a long piece of wire. They're trying to yoink out a rat or something. Okay, coming up this evening, Simon Winchester. He's a tremendous raconteur, uh, which is a bonus because he's a fabulous author about big, deep subjects. He, oh, my favourite, I think, uh, the map that changed the world, how uh, the United States, well, the Americas and uh, Europe, the connection changed everything. His new book is about a big subject too, and there are tremendous stories in there about engineering, how precision engineering opened the doors for the modern world. Um, I was astounded to hear, I'll let one out of the bag now. Um, I found this almost as hard to believe as the off-repeated um, thing that I play about viruses. I'll try and find that for you to play for the 8,000th time. Viruses. Yeah, uh, almost, as, almost as good as this. Oh, that's not very good because they're both playing on the same thing. Sorry. I'll fix that up. You stop that. Now I go back to the other thing, and I'm just going to play it now. Don't worry at home. It's going to be fine. Here we go. Viruses. Viruses are the most abundant life form on Earth. If you laid all the viruses on the planet end to end, they'd form a line 200 million light years long. Yeah, you see, that's wrong, isn't it? Well, what Simon Winchester said is that in the first Tin Lizzie, the... Um, Model T Ford that was made, only a hundred moving parts. Only one hundred moving parts. I find that very hard to believe. He's got some extraordinary stories about people, the unsung heroes who did the amazing in engineering. That'll be between ten and eleven, and he fills up that hour because he's just such a cracking storyteller. Um, the Outsider Archive is available for you to listen to almost all of Jared Hindmarsh's Outsiders tales. Um, there are a few missing from the archive, so we're going to put them back in by playing them when he's away. The Riots of New Zealand gets played tonight, because Jared is away. Uh, the Auckland uh, Queen Street Riot of 1984. I was there. Were you, you wouldn't have been there, you're too young. No, I lived in uh, Grey's Ave. Tamar Munk, ready to do uh, Medius. What? You lived in Grey's Ave. You were part of it. Did you start it along with Dave Dobbin? Pretty much. Far out. Mm. No, I was a young child, but I did hear it. Right. From the flat in Grey's Ave. I was there. And I asked Mum if I could go and have a look, and she said, <laughs> bloody hell, no, you can't. <laughs> she went off. Um, I was there. I can see photographs of myself leaning against somewhere looking petrified. We were trying to get out of the way of what was happening on Queen Street. 
which was pretty gruesome, actually. You know, shop fronts being smashed mm. and people fighting. That's why I wasn't allowed to go down there. Well, at, right... At the grand right, age of seven or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> right next to uh, Aotea Square, where it all started off, is the Hare Krishnas. And mm. we thought, oh, well, you know, they're nice people. They'll let us in. And so we knocked on the door and a whole lot of orange-clad figures came out and just told us, basically, to F off. Which I thought was, um, you know, kind of, you know, very Krishna of them. Yeah. And so, yeah, thanks a lot for the help. Not. Skeptical thoughts after 9 o'clock. Susie Wiles and John Dibbig at around about 9.30. He may make an appearance in Media Stick as well to clarify something weird that happened in the United States uh, earlier this week. Tamamunk, as I mentioned, ready for Media Stick. You ready to go? Should we play a commercial break? Go on. Okay, here it comes. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. Get a free program at dockedge.nz. I have a lot of fight left in me. I'm not breaking down. The New Zealand Herald published a smear by TV blogger Paul Casserly. The blogger is obviously emotionally disturbed. We will never feel safe again. Karumpf. Quarter past eight o'clock of a Sunday night. Hello, Tamar. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, My phone is on. I thought I wasn't for a minute. From... Ooh, nearly seven days ago, um, I picked this up. A little bit of editorialising from Peter Williams. He's the uh, weekend anchor mm. on TVNZ. I think mm. he's, one of, he's one of the better ones. I don't know how many we've got to choose from, but he's no. one, of, one of the better ones. Well, he's one of the originals. He is too. God, he's been around a long time. He's done yeah. a lot of sport. You'll be doing a lot of sport tonight. I know, surprisingly. <laughs> um, okay, Peter Williams. Letting loose at the end. He was pretty stoked to be out of there. He seemed. It's about a dog that got stuck in a wall in this house. They love oh, yeah. a stuck dog. Oh yeah, well weekend news. It's good. It's good weekend news, isn't it? I suppose it is. Dog. Stuck dogs, bang on. He was pretty stoked to be out of there. He seemed very happy. Yes, Baxter escaped unscathed, but the same can't be said for his owner's bank balance. They're facing a five hundred dollar bill to repair the wall. Looks like they can afford it. Oh? Looks like they can afford it. Judgy? Yeah. In Judgy? A, in, a, in a little bit of a... They shouldn't have done Why include that? They can afford that. They've got a flash house. That was a little bit Simon McCoy. It was, wasn't it? Just a little bit. Now, you have a theory about this uh, that you came up with... Uh, yeah, that, just that a minute he's ago. Leaving. Well, uh, yeah, he's leaving TVNZ, so I reckon he's just sort of, you know... He's, he's bending a bit of opinion about right in his last few months on air. Mm, yeah. I hope he he's really lets good loose. Tenure. Yeah, I do too. I hope this is like a build-up. I'd encourage it, Peter, if mm, you're listening. Come yeah, on now. Yeah. Let go. The protesters lift the Kauri Forest later on that evening. Just grow up, you stupid... Uh, exactly. Here's Renee with the weather. That's exactly right. That's what he should do. Yes. Just go for it. Yes. I don't care what position he takes. I just want to hear him go for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, another interesting... Ob oh, is it an interesting observation? I could be way out on a limb here talking about nothing that matters. But I make the smallest apology for just being a little bit vigilant about how matey media is with the police. Okay. Mm. It's another dog. It is the weekend. But... Oh, the stabbed one. The stabbed dog. Lead 
The lead on last night's TVNZ News. The lead. Oh. Good evening. A police dog handler has told One News how he had to stick his thumb into his badly injured dog's throat to stop him bleeding out until help arrived. Cosmo, the Christchurch police dog, was stabbed in the line of duty on Thursday night, prompting a yeah. So that you know that goes on for you know three or four minutes for for the opening, and um, okay, people do love a dog, and there was a lot of talk about the dog. Um, uh, News Hub. Yeah. They, I check. Okay, when did they run it? I think it was the third or fourth item. Um, you know, there's Trump and uh, Kim Jong. What's it? Uh, and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. I mean, am I being over? What you called about? Being no, I think it's not necessarily a lead item uh, no. worthy of lead item. I would agree with that. I think. The dog was, it was the week, okay. Was it the weekend news as well? Yeah, I know. I mean... Okay, it was all very pally-welly. You had to do something on the dog, but it's the lead position. Yeah. I, I really wonder. Yeah. No, I, I... Look, I'm a dog fan. Okay. Now, here's so, what I imagine. The newsroom? Yeah. What are we leading with? Yeah. Dog. Police. Yeah. Crime. Blood. Also, it's a good news dog story. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? So it's like if it had been do police dog dead in the line of service. Oh, yeah, it would have been way there. That's up there with Luke. <laughs> Isn't it? Luke, Luke the dog. Oh. Luke the dog got shot. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. There was also that one, that the dog that died on um, the tarmac. At the airport, you know oh, the one that went a yeah. while around the airport, yeah. uh, around the around the whatever, you know, e Auckland Airport. Yeah. And I thought that was there was a lot of a big deal made of that at the time. Right. Now I was appalled that they shot that dog to death, but um, maybe it's I feel like it's because people get a bit outraged. Yeah, and a bit okay. of moche yep. about the pets and the animals and the dogs. I'm starting to regret bringing it up. I didn't really think it was a big point. I'm not, not that I'm... Um, I do think that something like, you know, North Korea and what have you is probably a bigger deal. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Thank you. I'll, I'll move along from my embarrassing inclusion. And <coughs> let's talk about basketball now what would you like to hear first lebron james's walkout lebron is uh, a basketball player in the united states quite famous indoor basketball yeah <laughs> indoor basketball otherwise known as the nba yeah even i know that okay um let me just preface this by saying that our sports is not really my thing well, wasn't until now i know but i have watched the entire Amazon, new Amazon Prime series about the All Blacks, All or Nothing. Watch mm -hmm. that. All six episodes. So I'm basically, I'm basically an expert. Really? Oh, yeah. How far back does it go? Oh, it's just 2017. <laughs> oh, okay. It's so one season. It's one season. They follow a team over one season of their thing. Oh, anyway, okay. Anyway, yeah. so I've had a real weekend of sports, you see. Um, 
I did this came up in my feed, which was let's listen to LeBron walking out. I reckon doing the walkout of the press conference. Okay. Um, and then we can talk about because this is sort of the order in which I saw it, and I'm not a basketball fan at all, but okay. it caught my eye. All right. Here we go. Boy, right there. Did he think that the game was tied or did he think that you guys had it salted away? How do I know that? Or did you discuss it at all with him at the end of the play? No. They asked me if I talked to JR about it. I said no already. I knew it was a tie game. We met, we, we was down one. Um, George Hill went up. He made the first one. We got the offensive rebound. You know, I thought we were all aware of what was going on. That's my view. So, mm -hmm. I don't know what Jr. was thinking. I don't know the question you're trying to ask. I was just trying to see if you you knew exactly what his state of mind was. Did he think that you guys had it won, or did he think he was trying to make a play? No. Not sure. Okay. What do you mean? I'm not sure. No, I don't know his state of mind. Did you know if he knew the score? That's where he walks away from yeah, the podium. And it's more than an average walk away because he's six foot eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same height as James Comey, strangely enough. Is he? Yeah. So, yeah, that was his walkout. It was a silly question. Can you read another person's mind? Basically was the answer. It was, yeah. yeah, that was what he was asking for. I mean, it was, and he just kept on going on about it. Yeah. So what that made me, I, I, I saw that. A friend of mine shared that on Facebook and I saw that video and I was like, oh, what's all this about? And so I did a little Google and then I discovered this end of this big basketball game. Okay. That's the right call. Eddie Malloy right there. Hill misses. Rebound goes to the Cavs. J.R. Smith brings it back out. Throws it to Hill. Hill shot blocked. And will go to overtime. You get the feeling J.R. Smith thought they had the lead. He no. didn't know the score. I think exactly. That's a bad mistake by J.R. Smith. Okay. This guy did really cocked up something. Yeah. And then I... It still didn't really make much sense to me because I don't really watch basketball. So then I had to actually ask the internet what had gone wrong. Ah. So I, I, it sent me right down into, you know, Google. Okay. Into sporting Google and rules and everything. Yeah, basketball rules. So I'm feeling quite schooled about everything, but I still don't know what anything's really called. Okay. So I feel like somebody else might be able to explain it better. John Dipfig, you're, you're on early tonight. How are you? Good, good, Graham. How are you going? Excellent. John Dipfig, uh, ba basketball coach. He's written books on basketball. So this thing, this crazy thing that happened, I watched it and I just saw a whole lot of people playing this stupid game. I, stupid round ball game. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> what happened and why was it such a big okay, thing? Let me, let me set it up for you. 32 seconds prior to that play... Uh, LeBron went in and tried to get a blocking foul on Kevin Durant, which he got. So they took away the bucket from Durant, which put the Warriors behind, blah, 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 blah. And then they reviewed it on videotape, and they reversed the call, oh. which, which gave uh, Durant a couple free throws, which he made. And that, that really pissed LeBron off. I mean, you know, it was a very tight call. It's a subjective call. So now you go down... Curry comes back and makes a three-point play to put the, the Warriors up one. 107 to 106 with 4.6 seconds to go. So then they foul George Hill, the Cleveland Cavaliers guard. So he gets to go to the free throw line to shoot two free throws. 
He makes the first one, so now it's 107 to 107. And, and time is stopped. All right. So all you have to do is look up at the ceiling to check the score. It's not difficult at this stage because right. it's all stopped. Then is is this something Hill, basketball players are trained to do, look at the score, know what, know what the score is? Well, yeah, you're a professional player. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're a pro. You're not a high school kid. All right? So, the, he, you know, he should have known what the score was. It's 107-107. Then George Hill barely hits the bottom part of the rim which is why J.R. Smith was able to get the rebound because it just popped right back down into the, into the lane. So J.R. Smith gets the rebound with 4.6 seconds on the clock. He's about a half a foot from the hoop, and the score is tied. So what he should have done was gone straight back up to the basket and try to put it in. Oh. But because he thought they were ahead, and he did think they were ahead. He told that to LeBron at half court, if you listen to it. Right. So he he dribbled the ball to half court to kill the clock. He was oh so. It's like kicking it to touch. Or yeah, running yeah, in like the wrong direction to, to run the game out. Yeah, right. he was running the game out. Even yeah. I got that with oh. my not understanding anything no, and only being was, five it, foot, not allowed to play. From a standpoint, it was a really bonehead play. Now, you know, LeBron when he was being badgered by the ref by the reporter. Naturally, he doesn't want to hang his teammate out to dry. And he doesn't know what the other guy knew or didn't at the time well, anyway. Whatever, but he's not going to be disparaging to J.R. Smith and, and that. And then reporters are always trying to you know, get you to say something that's going to be a headline. Yeah. yeah. And, and LeBron wasn't going to do it. So eventually the guy kept asking and he said, screw it. I'm just going to get up and walk out now. And, John, really the headline for that game should have been my understanding, my very basic understanding of yeah. basketball, should have been LeBron's 50-plus point score, right? Yeah, well, see, that's, the other, that's another layer to this whole scenario. He scores 51 points, which is phenomenal. It looks like they've got the game in the bag, and then all of a sudden, you know, and, and everybody, I mean, Steve Kerr, the Warriors coach, in his press conference said we got lucky. Uh, that? We oh, got lucky. Okay. And then uh, Draymond Green, the forward for Warriors, was sitting next to him. He said, well, sometimes you need a bit of luck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for filling us in on that, uh, John. Um, so right. the done thing was the guy getting the round ball thing, running the wrong direction. He, he ran it out. The wrong direction. He and ran when it there out. was a basket, that gets you goodies, goody points, good yeah. things. He ran away from it as if it was poison. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you know you got to realize this is only this is a seven-game series, you know, which is not a lot, you mm. know. So if you could get that first game on the road, that's a big plus in your favor to oh, win. Oh right, I forgot to ask: Did the running away guy win? No, no, the running away guy lost. Okay. So the Warriors won that. Yeah. Which okay. gives them the home court advantage still. Okay. See, the Warriors had the best. No, no, we've had enough teams. now. We've had enough about <laughs> basketball. <laughs> U.S. is the least qualified guy. It's better for U.S. to shut up. Thank you. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John. We'll talk. Right, thanks, talk, Graham. Talk with you later. Don't okay, go too far cheers. away. Cheers. We'll be there. Yep. <laughs> Good one, John Dippig. Uh, letter from America later on. Okay. Well done. And your sporty stuff. You, oh, I know. You sporty spice this week. Well, no, 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 the 50-point thing. So that was the thing. He, that, was, that should have been the headline. He was, he was the first guy in some quite long a period of time to actually get 50-plus points in one of those games or something. It was a big deal. Oh, okay. You know, it was like a, getting 100 in cricket or whatever the thing is. It's all, you know, 
when something big happens? You're supposed to. That's supposed to be the the flashy bit. I've done a little investigative journalism myself regarding a particular rugby player. Uh, we'll expose what I've found after the break. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. For details, visit dockedge.nz. Sports with Tamar Mook. <laughs> it's, it's my new segment. And myself. Actually, because I am such a sports expert, when I was watching the All Blacks documentary, just in terms of what John was saying about looking up at the scoreboard when mm. you're a professional player, mm. Mm, one of the All Blacks, one of the young All Blacks, that fe- I feel like it might have been Lema, Sop- Lema Sopoanga, mm. he, I think, I think, I might be wrong, he was talking about glancing up at the scoreboard when he was just going to, for a conversion and it was going to be the difference between 22 and something. 22-23 mm. was the score or something. Maybe 20, what would it have been? 2022, 20, mm-hmm. right? And the 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 penalty kick mm. would have been the difference. And he looked up at the scoreboard and he knew how much it meant. I think it was him. And, and then he kicked it. Oh, nice. Remind me because I'm so sporty. Listen to me. I think that's one thing we could tell a lot of professional sports people out there right now, and I hope they're listening. Know what the score is. Know what the score is. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow's coaching tips. A famous rugby player, not just in New Zealand, but in the world. Uh, News from him. Very much. This week. Former All Black Ma'anonu has unexpectedly announced he's leaving French club Toulon for family reasons. Nonu played 77 games for the club based in the south of France after leaving New Zealand rugby following the 2015 World Cup. In a post on Instagram, he says he wants to spend time with his family and will assess his options for the future. Okay. Uh, Now, this rang a bell with me. Ma'anonu doing something for family reasons. So I did myself a bit of a Google search on particular words Mm. associated with Ma'anonu. And I was reminded, and I would like to remind everybody, um, Ma'anonu, now, he was kicked out of the Hurricanes. Mm. Ma'anonu was opened up on his controversial sacking from the Hurricanes. This is from an article at the time, 2011 or something, saying that the news had hit his family very hard. Mm. He said his decision to choose the Blues in Auckland uh, ahead of interest from the Chiefs, Highlanders and others, basically because of family reasons. Oh. Family reasons. I guess there are a few mates there, blah, blah, blah. It's, I do what's best for my family, for family reasons. I uh, will move on to the next year. Uh, 16th of October 2012, All Black Ma'anonu cites family reasons for his decision to play a super rugby for the Highlanders. So he went to the Highlanders after going to Japan to help support his family for family reasons. And so he went to the Highlanders for family reasons. Now, July 16th, 2014, All Black Ma'anonu on Wednesday, he's rejoining the Hurricanes. For family reasons. For family reasons. Mm. Uh, To be closer to his family. Uh, Now, we'll move on to when he joined Toulon. To play rugby, the fans are mad about rugby and it really is a nice lifestyle for my family. A.K.A. family reasons. A.K.A. family reasons and now he's leaving for family reasons. I, it is just a default setting to shut everybody up about anything that might, you know, have to do with its family reasons. Okay, oops, sorry. Well, somebody, please think of the children. We won't <laughs> mention anything ever again about it. Um, it can be used in that way, but... Look, if it's not, here's what I want to hear from a sports person. Um, let's use Ma'anonu as an example. Ma'anonu goes to the Blues 
because he wants to spend less time with his family. Yeah. Now, just once would a sports person say that. Or because they have offered me more money. Yeah. But if they do make the family thing the thing and doing doing it one way is can't be for your family reasons way. and now he's going the other direction, it's also for family reasons, it would be nice just to hear. That's Even good. if it was a joke. There's some investigative journalism right there. Thank you, Graham. Even if it was a joke. Just <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward to the blues. Want to spend less time with my family? I just would love to hear it. Okay. Uh, the biggest thing, probably in international media this week, uh, in the Western world, jo um, Roseanne Barr. I know, isn't that silly? Well, that I feel like it was bigger than Trump meeting Kim Kardashian, which was sort of as ridiculous. Uh, Kim Kardashian going to meet Trump at the Oval Office, and I did like the New York. I think was it the New York Post headline Kim Thong on. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, very um, good. Which I th oh, that amused me. Uh, anyway, yes, Roseanne was quite a large news story this week. So Roseanne Barr obviously had a reboot of her 90s sitcom um, and then had a Twitter meltdown. Yep. I think is probably the only way She to said someone or other was a cross between um, Planet of the Apes and... The brother, Muslim Brotherhood. And the Muslim Brotherhood, yeah. Um, I, we should just clarify that that was one tweet in amongst a series of quite mental tweets so not it, there was a, it was not in isolation people get fonged off their eyeballs and just tweet rubbish yeah <laughs> and i think that is exactly what happened yeah not to excuse it because also let's say in vino veritas surely there's probably some kind of underlying sentiment mm. that has caused her to say that in the first instance um but I, so the, this was all over the internet and because what's up, what happened three hours later, three hours after the tweet, was that her show got pulled by mm. the ABC. Now this show is the biggest scripted television show in America right now. So in terms of ad revenue for a company like the ABC, mm. huge. Massive, yeah. Tens of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars, probably. Yeah. Huge decision and made very, very, very swiftly um, and unceremoniously by the ABC. And then she was also subsequently dumped by agents and all sorts of things. Um, she, this was, uh, I think you've got an interview here that Tom Arnold did. Uh, with um, Anderson, Cooper Anderson Cooper of CNN. And I thought... I mean, this is one of those classic situations. Now, Roseanne and Tom Arnold were married in sometime in the 90s. He actually wrote the first... He wrote with her on the first series of Roseanne. They had a very ugly, messy divorce around the time where she actually was... I think she acknowledged that she was bipolar or had mental health issues or whatever. That wouldn't help in a divorce. Well, it wouldn't. But also now you're interviewing this guy yeah. about her current situation. They've not been married for 20 years plus. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit weird. Mm. Come on, CNN. Here's like, at least get a cast member. Mm. Anyway, here oh, it is. Oh, well, here it's, it's is. the here connection. It yeah. And they couldn't find a, a police dog that had been attacked. That's right. I'm wondering, first, when, when you saw Roseanne's tweets yesterday, I'm just wondering what went through your mind. Were you surprised? Well, I, I, was, I was not surprised uh, that... Uh, 
what went down and, the, and that the show was canceled. I, I had a feeling this was going to happen to, when I first heard it was coming back, that there was a reboot. And uh, You thought this might, I, might happen? Well, yeah. Um, I, I just know, uh, I, 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 when I heard about her politics, I knew she was a, a, when I read her social media in the very beginning and I saw how she was so into the conspiracy stuff with Donald Trump and so how far gone she was and the, the Pizzagate and the, uh, Hillary's a pedophile and Obama wasn't born here and she was, you know, a, a birther and how crazy that was. I just knew that this would not end well. Did, did so you were surprised, were you surprised then um, that ABC chose to bring it back? Because obviously they saw those tweets as well. Right, I was surprised that they didn't do anything about it. In fact, I, I tweeted a lot because, uh, you know, I figured someone would take her phone away or, or, or monitor. Yeah, mm. it's a route to madness, Twitter. Mm. Um, it is, and I do feel like she was, um, you know, I think when you're the creator and the lead of a major property like that and then also adding in the mental health issues and also and adding in some quite out there opinions and you've got a show that's on the ABC owned by Disney, mm. quite conservative or or uh, safe mm. in their opinion publicly, yeah. surely they could have just given her some kind of social media minder or something. Yeah. Like some lackey uh, to just be there and be the social media person so well, that it stopped her from doing dumb tweets. Well, I've, I've learned about this, and it came as some surprise to me. Her stand-up routine's not an act. No. Uh, it is her. Yeah. In... Um, Another question, should the show have been axed? What did she actually tweet? Was it, She says she didn't even know the race of the woman. She can't remember doing it. Yeah. Um, well, A, she said that she was uh, she was on Ambien, the sleeping right. pill, and that she, um, she... There was a tweet which has subsequently been deleted where she says, and actually it's worth referencing this, she says she was on Ambien and it was Memorial Day weekend. The implication being is that she'd had a few drinks. Right. The makers of Ambien, which is the sleeping pill, I think which is the best zinger of Twitter this week, said um, that the, one of the known side effects is not race. Racism is not one of the known side effects of the drug, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Um, and what a great comeback, because a pharmaceutical company, you would never get to make that joke, right? No. I mean, how great. But here's my question, as it's something I worry about, um, and that is that people beg the question far too often about racism. Was it racist? Well, this is my question as well, and I think we don't... I, I think the problem is the sensitivity around the fact that the, the subject of the tweet is African-American, and in the tweet she used the reference about her being the child of Planet of the Apes or whatever it was, and that there's a known trope, a racist trope, around African people, monkeys, apes, yeah. whatever you want to say. Oh, yeah. And so there's an immediate and very deep sensitivity around that. Whether the intention of the tweet was... Yeah. to reference that trope, I'm actually not sure. This is going to sound awful, but I had, is she African-American? I've had a look at her and she looks like a, a white person. Yeah. 
She does. And I, so this lends credence to me that Roseanne Bard actually didn't know it was anything to do with race. Oh, I'm not really defending her, but I'm just worried that people will ascribe the worst in the current current climate. Uh, yes, I think... And we'll have a witch-burning con contest, yeah. which is what's actually happening with um, uh, Samantha B mm -hmm. calling one of the Trump women... I forget which one. Ivanka. Ivanka. Um, uh, a feckless country girl. <laughs> not quite to that extent, but a little shorter. Yes. And they, now the... Trump supporters are saying she's got to be sacked. Yeah, everybody's got to be everybody's sacked. Everybody's got to be sacked if you say something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And there's just, you can't say anything about anything. Bill Maher actually on his show this week, he did reference the fact that there's some real issues around what he was referencing as the line and comedian, you know, which is the line that comedians push yeah. and that it's getting closer and closer as opposed to further and further away, yeah. and that actually it is something worth protecting. Um, I, I sort of feel like with the ABC thing that, um, or with the Roseanne thing, I feel like maybe it wasn't, I feel like they were ready with a reason. Right. I, I feel like there was more than this going on. She could have said she left for family reasons. Well, this is... If she was given the opportunity. Look, I think she's... <laughs> Probably quite hard work. Yeah. Quite high maintenance. Yeah. Probably a little bit, and I'm going to use the not very politically correct word, crazy. Oh. Bit of diva antics. Yeah. And then you throw a drunky, druggy yeah. tweet, possibly racist, question mark, in the mix. Mm. Oh, well, get rid of her. Yeah. And if the people that do ascribe that statement as a racist statement, the fact that she's out of it isn't going to help those people um, get on with her because they will all think, and many people will think, well, this is your deep-seated real feeling. Yeah, in Vino yeah. Veritas yeah. kind of styles. What that the hell Latin is that you're, you're throwing at me here? I know. Brilliant. Um, but the, exactly, where does the sentiment come from? Yeah. Even if you are on Ambien, the sentiment is the sentiment, right? Yeah, so yeah. why are you saying it in the first place? She just shouldn't have been on bloody Twitter. Nobody should be on Twitter. Twitter's the worst. There should be like a breathalyzer before you get allowed to, allowed yeah. to tweet. Yeah. That's what they should have. Yeah. Like on the cars with exactly. the people that get done for drink driving. It should be on your phone. And email. And tw texting. And texting. And probably Snapchat too for the kids. Oh, definitely. Okay. Uh, now, Hilary Barry. Uh, she piped in with um, oh. on 7 Sharp. I was very disappointed with You that. were? Yeah. Because we covered this a couple of weeks ago. We've, look, we've already dealt with this. We have. And this is what Hilary came up with while they were reviewing uh, fun youtube -y stuff, really. Yeah. Important current affairs on 7 Sharp. <laughs> Where are you, Hilary? Hillary? It's not there. Hillary Yanny? <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. I don't know why it's not going. Oh. Slight technical difficulty. No, number 10 is She's going not there. Either. I can talk you through it. Thank you. Which is that she said... She didn't even really play anything. She just said... She was referencing Yanny and Laurel. They were talking about something else, one of those other internet memes that had taken over that day. And she said, without... Batting an eyelid, like the mother of the nation that she is, full of authority, that the original recording was Yanny. Mm. Lies. No. We had that guy on air here on the Weekend Variety Wireless, and he said he recorded Laurel. Yeah. 
So she was wrong. Okay. Thank and I would much. like to call TVNZ and tell them as much. Maybe I'll get on the phone logs. Okay. We'll take a short break. We'll be back very shortly with what we have remaining of media stick. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. New Zealand's premier documentary film festival. Uh, media stick with Tama Munk and Katie Hopkins. Oh. She's a UK troll. commentator. Troll. Mm -hmm. Can we just call her a right-wing troll? Mm -hmm. She's kind of hideous. I try and avoid talking about her as much as possible. But this, this was a bit of a... Uh, a troll back on the troll, which I thought was quite delicious. Um, she was in, I think it was earlier this year, maybe oh, a couple of months ago, she was in South Africa. Um, and mm -hmm. she was actually filming a documentary about white farmers being sort of kicked off their land and blah, blah, blah. It mm -hmm. had racial overtones of a terrible thing that Katie Hopkins would do. Um she, hang on, let me just find this little thing. So, <coughs> the UK tabloid The Mirror were recently forced, well, this week, forced to publish an apology. Um, and that was following a report on her recent travels to South Africa. The failed reality star had visited uh, South Africa, this is from a South African paper, mm. had visited these shores to film a documentary on white genocide. And she found making the exit back to the UK a little tricky as she was detained on her way out. The Mirror pounced on these developments and they published a story titled, which is great, Katie Hopkins banned from leaving South Africa after taking ketamine. Genius. Ketamine is a horse tranquilizer. Mm -hmm. for those who don't know. That's used for recreational purposes amongst some areas of the community. Correct. Now, she filed a complaint against the Mirror, which she then won. So it, it, this is why they then had to issue the apology to which they obliged. But they did so in a very backhanded fashion because she's such a hideous creature. Mm. Um, and they added the real reason why she'd been detained. So the apology says, a previous version of this article suggested that Katie Hopkins was stopped from leaving South Africa because of the consumption of ketamine. We're happy to clarify that Ms Hopkins was detained for spreading racial hatred which took place after the ketamine incident. This is the second time a pharmaceutical company has had a zinger in the same week. <laughs> it's true. Well, this was actually the mirror. Oh, the on mirror, behalf of... On yeah. behalf of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, dr the drugs are coming otherwise. out for, to, to party. Yes, but I just think... So, you know, yes, we apologise. She wasn't kicked out because of the ketamine. She was kicked out for spreading racial hatred, which came after the ketamine. <laughs> Genius. It was just a bit delicious, I thought. Um, yeah. And okay. there's some great photos. Now, let's also just say the reason there's photos of her getting shot up with ketamine. She's collapsed on the street. Apparently it was for a dislocation, so they say. Oh, really? Yeah. I did investigation. Oh, okay. Google taught me everything yeah. that I needed to know this week. Basketball, Katie Hopkins, ketamine. So that's how you get free ketamine. Dislocate something, moan a lot. Yeah, dislocate something and they'll shoot you up with ketamine in the street. They used it in Vietnam for trauma patients. Oh. That were, was, was um, sort of inaugurated, I think. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's also um, been, uh, there's experimental use to treat depression. Yes, there is too. And there was some... Um, 
kickback against that because it was used for because it was a recreational drug and oh. it's really really sad for the researchers that because it's a boogeyman drug yeah. um that uh, oh you can't do research on that for depression which is really really sad um and we will be addressing the boogeyman drug of the day mm. meth with Susie Wiles and skeptical thoughts oh. in the next hour Yes. All right. I, I did leave that little media story alone this week because I thought it was a little bit scientific. And, yeah, a bit of a moral panic. Yes. Yeah. Where's the outrage? The, the old outrage <laughs> Well, actually, this was a week for, for outrage generally with Roseanne, with the meth thing. We're going to yeah. just, you know. Yeah. There exactly. That's the kind of outrage we need. Exactly. <laughs> Tamar, thank you very much. Our New Zealand accent of the week actually has to be Delaney Davidson this week. This is from his new album. It's the title track, Shining Day. God, he's good. Things never go away. Have faith, let worry go. Together we survive through love. It is the only way.
Delaney Davidson from his brand new album called Shining Day. That's the title track featuring SJD as well, who may be familiar to some of you in the music circles. I do entreat you to go and have a listen to Delaney Davidson's uh, live version of Way Down South. Oh, my goodness. It's not his usual stuff that he throws out on the average record. Um, It will frighten the children. I have seen him frighten children with that particular song. I've seen them running to mummy at at a live outdoor gig going, mummy, mummy, the man is very, very scary. Help, help, help. That's what it's supposed to be. It's a wonderful thing, Delaney Davidson. New sport and weather coming up in about 20 seconds. Welcome along to the Weekend Variety Wireless. After the info burst, Skeptical Thoughts, Susie Wiles.